Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Back guy Blanchard, one back set, rolls right, pressure coming, throws, Middleton got it, To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left, that one's pretty well hit, all on the run, that ball is gone. Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. What is up, FCS Fan Nation and JSU fans, to another episode of Cocky Nation, where everything is made up and the points don't matter. Oops, sorry. That is, uh, who line is it anyways, except for the point uh, points part, which JSU was struggling with, but we'll get into that later. Um, we are your hosts, Cody and Brandon, on another episode of All Things Cocky and All Things JSU Football, ba- Baseball, Basketball, and all your favorite JSU sports. So, of course... Our topic today is talking about the last game, which um, I don't know if I should give Brandon his his moment on on the soapbox. Um, Brandon, not just yet. Not, not not just yet. Not just okay. yet. But so, I will I will say that loss didn't really help anything going into this week because I got slammed with grad school work today. So mm-hmm. yeah, it it. it that loss didn't really help anything. But you know what? We're still here. I'm super busy right now, but we're still here creating a podcast for you guys because we want to keep you informed. Of course, you probably already heard all this information, but we want you to get our input and other people's inputs, which we'll get into later. But of course, let's get down to business. The last game that we just played against one of our old rivals in the OVC, UT Martin which unfortunately the JSU Gamecocks lost 34 to 31. And so let's, let's just go ahead and say we always, uh, if y'all go back to our previous season, some of the last episodes that we did when we were talking about moving to the ASUN conference, I remember constantly saying that as we moved to the ASUN, we were going to struggle. We were definitely going to struggle against teams like, you know, Sam Houston. Uh, we were going to struggle with uh, SFA, possibly UCA. But when you have a team from your former conference that you were in for 18 years, you do not lose to them. Period. You do not lose to them. Thank you, Brandon. We shouldn't have lost. Now, we could blame all sorts of stuff like the officiating um, another <clears throat> group of people that we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, cause it, it wasn't the players. It really wasn't the players. And, and honestly it really wasn't. I mean, if you look at the stats from this previous game, Zarek had 24 out of 39 completions. Wiggins had five carries for 29 yards. Um, we Wells was looking great. Edwards was looking great. The players were holding up. Offense looked nice. Now defense, 
I'm sorry, defense, you guys can't let them score that many points on you. And I keep saying, like, that defense has got to hold the line. And I know it's a personal opinion, and I, you know, have to take it with a grain of salt because I don't play, and I get that. But at the same time, if we're looking at it from that perspective, we have got to do better. And so that that's that's where I put off for – one other thing that, again, I'm going to hold off on, uh, Brandon, please share your thoughts. This is this is your time to shine. Here's your soapbox moment. Yeah, so the offense looked phenomenal, like 318 passing yards and 91 rushing yards. Now, rushing was a struggle. I mean, I give all the credit to UT Martin in that aspect. They have a stout rushing defense. It, they were shutting us down. Mm-hmm. So all the credit to you Skyhawk fans that somehow listen to this. Kudos to y'all and y'all's team for shutting down our rushing defense. That was pretty amazing. Very few teams in the South can do that to us. Mm-hmm. But passing was phenomenal. Everything was clicking. Zarek was releasing the ball right before the uh, – like especially on screen passes – he would release it before they turn their head around. And when the receivers would turn their head around, it'd be right there. They put their hands up, catch it, and then literally immediately cut up field and get like at least five, six yards. It, right. it was amazing to see the screen pass actually do what it was meant to do. Right. It, it was it was pretty amazing. But every time something looks good. The other side of the ball looks horrid. It was awful. We could not tackle. We could not do our assignments. It was a, It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. That is the worst I have seen our defense play in the past six years. Yeah. It was god-awful. It, it, it was so bad. And it's a continuation thing. I mean, the UNA game, I made my comment about how – you know they couldn't wrap themselves up against an, uh, against a running back or anybody that had the ball. It took one, two, three, four, even five people to finally stop the person carrying. And same thing and, happened, and it's in this just game. bad. And that's when Brandon said the the famous quote in the middle of the game. Oh, that was about officiating. That didn't happen oh. until about the third or fourth game, fourth quarter. The officiating was so bad that I literally yelled when everybody was dead silent. I yelled, I thought we left the OVC. Mm -hmm. And everybody around me went absolutely nuts over it. Yeah. And, you know, let's just just face it. In the same breath, though, I will say our personal discipline was so much better. So much better. There was actually one time where one of our offensive linemen uh, jumped before the snap. And he knew it too. He got up. He hung his head and everything. The player next to him turned towards him and literally whacked him upside the back of the helmet. Like, you dummy. Why'd you do that? And And I was – and I – at that point, I yelled, yes, sir, hold your boy accountable. And that's what we need. We need accountability, and we need to know that 
when we mess up, we own it. I, I think about, uh, you know, uh, you, you miss a pass, you run a mile. You miss a block, you run a mile. Like, we have to hold that discipline. We have to get better. And unfortunately, if these issues don't get corrected, we're going to see these issues in later games, like next week, the week after, Sam Houston stay. I mean, if we don't, if we don't fix these problems, they're just going to continue to pile up. Now, these po- the, these problems don't necessarily reside specifically in the in the players themselves. No, but it. But I will say, playoffs are out of the picture now. Like if, I don't see this fixing. I, I don't see this being fixed this year. The the playoffs only way, are out of the picture. <laughs> the only way we're making the playoffs is if somehow, some way, we pull off like a miracle streak after this, and it's going to take a ton to be able to do that. And so, well, when you when you look at our future schedule, we have Kennesaw this weekend. Mm-hmm. We have Stephen F. Austin for homecoming, who is an up and coming team. Yeah. And then the next weekend, we have off, thank God. And then we travel to Huntsville, Texas, the other Huntsville, because we all know which Huntsville is the real Huntsville. Sorry, Bearcat fans. Um, But we travel to Huntsville, Texas to take on Sam Houston. And then the That's- next week, we come back home and we play Central Arkansas. Now, granted, the next two weeks after that, we play Abilene and Lamar. Woohoo! Two easy wins right there. We hope. But then we finished the season at Eastern Kentucky. This year, it's so hard to play in Richmond, Kentucky. I just don't see us beating yeah. all uh, the rest of our teams except for Abilene Christian and Lamar. And it's it's still up in the air, you know. Again, me being the optimist on this on this podcast, I, I want to believe that things will get better. But I also would be lying to myself if I didn't say that I have my own personal views. And we're going to talk about it in just a second. But, Brandon, is there anything else you want to add before we get into this last sec- no, I want, section? I no, want, I want to get into this next segment. I want right. to get into this next segment. Okay, okay. You first. All right, so um, FCS Fan Nation members and JSU fans, if you're on the FCS Fan Nation's Facebook page, you probably saw that I posted a question. And I wanted to post this question because I wanted to see the viewpoints. I was not simply stating that this is my personal opinion, but it's something that I wanted to hear the valued opinion of others, whether you are a JSU fan or you're an FCS Fans Nation fan. So the question was, is it time for Gross to go? You know, if you've ever been listening to the previous seasons of Cocky Nation, this has been a question for a long time. For, and about, it is, for for the three seasons we've had this, it's been a yeah. question every single year. And and it is not, a, and Coach Cross, if somehow you're listening to this, this is not about you personally as a person. But we also have to look at the facts that over the last several years, though we have had some very successful seasons, the problem still lies that when we hit these big games or we hit these um, you know, these changes, we continue to fall in the same problems. And we always revert back to the same issue. Is it Coach Gross? 
Um, some argue that it's not necessarily Gross himself, but that it's our offensive coordinator, Ogle. Um, Which he's part of the problem. Yes. And so I'll share my viewpoints later, but uh, I do want to share some of the viewpoints, Brandon, of the people that answered this question. Um, I believe on, I was one of them. So you can go you ahead are, and read my comments. So. Yeah, so so Brandon Brandon was one of them. I'll let Brandon share his in just a second. But some of y'all were saying, yes, it's time for Coach Ross to go. Yes, it's time to, to hang up the towel. Yes, it's time to keep moving. Some of you did say yes just because you want to watch JSU burn because we're overrated. Not necessarily the answers I was looking for. I was just looking for, you know, somewhat of a you know, a statistical answer, not necessarily like, oh my God, like, you know, you know what I mean? And so I really valued everybody's opinion on that question. And so I'm thankful for everybody that that responded. Um, so I'll share my viewpoints and then I'll let I'll I'll let Brandon share his thoughts. Um I think I think it might be. And again, it's not a personal like who Coach Gross is as a person. I think it's looking at the future, which I have stated in this podcast before that in order for us to grow, we had to move out of the conference that we were in. We had to move out of the OVC. And it's not just that. It's if we want to get better, I think it's time. You know, Gross has given us some solid years you know we've made it to the playoffs several years but we would be lying to each other if we would if we're not saying that there's a continuation of problems that just continue to keep happening and they circle back to two people coach gross and offensive coordinator ogle and so i think it's time to start saying either things change or it's time to go um, you know, he's done a lot of help, but if we want to get better, if we don't find the solutions to the problems and nip it in the butt, we're not going to get there. So that's the nice version, Brandon. So let me go ahead and, and like briefly read my comment, mm -hmm. not everything, but generally. This same result is absolutely ridiculous to have every year, year in and year out. Gross was outcoached again, like he has been against teams either we shouldn't lose to or teams that we simply just cannot compete against. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the refs were absolutely horrible, but we've already went over that. Another thing that I'm noticing, our players don't look like they're conditioned properly. And that falls on the strength and conditioning coach. Who, in my opinion, if there's any coach that should be amazing on the coaching staff, it is your strength and conditioning coach. Mm -hmm. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And then I mentioned... What I said when I mentioned the schedule, we're not going to beat those teams. If this if this continues and nothing changes, it's not it, we're not going to beat them. And playoffs are out of the picture. And, and see, go, go ahead. ahead. See, and my biggest thing is like we can't simply so like one of the comments that 
um, Bill McDonald made this comment, and he says, any bump they got by beating a very weak Florida State team is now totally blown. We cannot simply continue to hope on these big games that we win if they're not doing any good for us in the end. So, like, right. Florida before, uh, for now it was Florida State. Before Florida State, it was um, – Eastern Washington. Before it was Eastern Washington, it was uh, what was the last one um, that we did before that? That was a really Ole big Miss. game. Ole Miss. We can't just simply rely on these like really good. Oh, we we beat this team, uh, Florida International. Before that, um, when we when we beat they them. weren't Power Five. Still, they were an FBS team. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that we can't just simply rely on these, oh, my God, we'd be an FBS team. Oh, my God, we'd be a really good FCS team. We can't hold on to that. You can't not – you cannot continue your season in the, in the belief and mindset that, oh, we just beat this team. It's like if a team beat North Dakota State, that's great that you beat North Dakota State. But that's not simply saying that the rest of your season is going to be a breeze. Because anything can happen, especially with this last game, playing against UT Martin, who is kind of in the upper rankings of the OVC right now. But at the same time, you know what I mean? It just doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. And so we either have to nut up or shut up, basically. I think is the most appropriate way to put it. Yeah, and let me just go ahead and read off some of the playoff results that we've had since Gross has been on the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. 2013, he was the offensive coordinator, and we got shut out, not shut out, but we got beat in the quarterfinals against Eastern Washington. Fast forward to 2015, we make the national championship. We got blown out by North Dakota State. In 2016, we were the three seed and got beat by Youngstown State. In yep, 2018, in 2018, we beat ETSU. Awesome. Great. Then we travel up to Maine and get shut out by Maine. Oh, don't forget the uh, Kennesaw and State game. There's a – I know, but there is a pattern – here so let me explain Uh fast forward to the spring because we didn't make the playoffs in 19 fast forward to the spring who did we lose to i don't want to say it we lost to delaware delaware north dakota state eastern washington youngstown state what do all four of those teams have in common they're east, uh, northeast, or northern teams. They are a part of big three conferences. We have yet to beat a big three team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As long as nothing changes, even if we have a successful year and have a run in the playoffs, if we meet a big three team in the playoffs, we're out. We can't. We just can't simply compete with them. And I know some people are going to say, "Oh, but we lost to Delaware by six. Yeah, but look at look at what happened before then. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened before we closed the gap. Delaware was absolutely dominating us. 
they probably just got tired. <laughs> like, uh, like I like some of y'all just go to my Twitter. There's a video I posted of the previous FCS Fans Nation episode where Matthew Frazee literally says what everybody is thinking. Literally. He drags JSU. He tears into them. He rips into them. Like, yeah. he basically, in the words of RuPaul, he read them for filth. I am done. I am beating a dead horse at this point. I have said what I want to say. You know where I stand on this situation. I'm done. So so I do have a follow-up question, um, which was brought up in my comment section on that question. If he was to if it was time for Gross to go, whether it be on his own accord or if they removed him, okay. Question one would have been A, would he leave midseason? And question B would be if he was to leave, who would replace him? And like that's if he that, left midseason? Yes. And also looking at it from the perspective of like FCS nation, like FCS as a whole, like if he was to leave at the end of the season, who we could who could we look at as a potential like taking over? Oh, I can give you programs that you can look at. Okay. James Madison, so, North Dakota State, Eastern Washington, <laughs> Montana, Montana State, Delaware, Sam Houston State. Yeah. You got seven programs right there that you can look at at their coaching staff to see if there is a possible candidate for our head coach. True. Now, and, as far as him leaving in the middle of the season, literally put Kevin Sigler in as the interim head coach. Okay. I can see that. Now, I don't think he'll end up leaving midseason. I think it'll be a more of a – because if you know anything about JSU, JSU is one of those schools like if we're going to end, we're going to end with our held, uh, head held high. And because he is a son of JSU, he played at JSU, he graduated from JSU, he's one of those that more than likely they would let him finish the season and then – move on from there which honestly will probably be the easiest thing to do and i think i think even you know and and as a person i think even gross knows that at some point it's it's time and i hate to say that because he's again he's had good seasons but he coaches like a high school coach on the collegiate level and we can't at the do lowest that. subdivision of division one college football you cannot do that. Yeah. You are not at Oxford or Albertville anymore. You are playing big boy football. Yeah. Your playbook has to change. And so only time will tell. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who answered that question. Kind of give your thoughts. Uh, be on the lookout for that uh, for more questions like that as the season goes on. Because, again, we like to hear from you guys. We like to hear from your inputs, whether you are a JSU fan or if you're an FCS fan. Now, with that being said, I think we've hit all the major points from this UT Martin game. Let's look to the future, and that future is next week. Uh, so 
That game is going to be against Kennesaw State. It's going to be at Kennesaw. Um, it's going to be live on ESPN Plus at 2 p.m., and that's Central Standard Time. But if you're trying to watch it in Georgia or in the East Coast, it would be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, Brandon, we already know your thoughts. Um, I'll go ahead and just share mine. Um, I think at the end of the day, if things don't change, if, if Gross or the coaching staff in general or even the players don't say, look, there's a problem, we have to fix it, then we're going to lose. I don't know how by, by much. Now, optimism me is going to say we're going to try to pull back out, but I'm only going to say JSU by seven. That's going to be my, uh, my opinion, um, but that's just kind of how I – defense needs to hold stronger. Um, we need to get better on our running game and especially how to face a, a defense that's prepared for that. Um, that's going to be my thoughts. Brandon, what's yours? That's a fair assessment uh, for JSU winning. Um, I just, if nothing is figured out amongst the team, sorry, I'm, I'm picking against JSU for the rest of the year. Sorry, I'm picking the Owls to beat us. And I'm going to go by a good 10 to 17 points. Now, one of the things that we wanted to talk about, which we've kind of talked about on this page before, back in the olden days of previous seasons, uh, this is going to be the third time, third time? Third time. Third time that we played Kennesaw State. And we're hoping that this is going to be a continuation because we like playing Kennesaw State. They're a really good rival. And think about what you just said. You think that you hope this is a continuation and we play them every year. What conference are both teams in? I look, I'm tired. It's been one of them days. Just just bear with me. Um, but one of the things that we were talking about as far as this rivalry goes is what could we call it? Um, now Brandon had a idea. Brandon, uh what what was that idea that you shared with me? Um Battle for the Silver Chief. Silver Chief. Now, fill me in just a little bit more. I know a little bit, but let our viewers know just in case they don't. So um, I made a post about this on Twitter. I have been uh, talking with Nathan McCreary, who is over um, a KSU podcast, but he's also in he's also over the AQ7 podcast, who is also um, a, a big FCS podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you haven't heard of it, go check it out. It's awesome. I, I will actually be on the podcast this week talking JSU Kennesaw football. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will probably be one of the topics. So talking to him, we basically combined about two of, we combined two names that we came up with. Um, I don't remember the names, but it involved one involved, uh, uh, Chief Ladiga, and then one involved Silver Comet, because those are the two trails that we're that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So the Chief Ladiga Trail starts over in Alabama. I want to say it starts in Piedmont. Yes, I think. I think. So it starts in. We'll just say it starts in Piedmont. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, JSU fans, please correct me, because I don't want to be wrong. But anyways, 
So it starts in Piedmont, goes through the campus of Jacksonville State, through Anniston, and over to the state line of Georgia. Once it crosses over into the state line of Georgia, uh, once it crosses over the state line into Georgia, it is then called the Silver Comet Trail, and it goes through Polk County, Paulding County, and Cobb County, and ends in Smyrna, Georgia, which is just south of the Kennesaw State campus. Mm-hmm. So, um, real quick, uh, just to not not to cut you off, so the Chief Lady uh, Ch- Chief Ladaga trail starts at the alabama georgia state line and at about mile marker seven the trail crosses the pinhoti national recreation trail it travels to piedmont the direction changes to southwest then on to jacksonville and then through jsu's campus and then heads all the way down to anniston okay so that's what it is um but anyways, when it crosses over into the state line of Georgia, it becomes a Silver Comet Trail. Like I said, goes through Polk County, Paulding County, and Cobb County, and ends in Smyrna, Georgia. It is the longest trail either in the southeast or in the nation. Probably southeast. I can't. I can't. Probably southeast. Uh, but anyways, both of those trails connect. Like it is. It is a big trail. It is a big biking, jogging trail, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But they are the same trail. So the idea is to basically have a rivalry about these two trails because both universities are either near the trail or it goes through the campus. So that's how we combined two names of the trail and called it Battle for the Silver Chief. And that's a really good name. Um, if not, I've I've constantly pitched the uh, the the idea of Battle for the Border, um, just because JSU sits close to the Alabama border, and then Kennesaw State is closer to that Georgia border. So I've been on the I've been on the fence. I like both. Um, I think if we're trying to get fancy with it, let's go with the uh, the ba- uh, the Battle for the Silver Chief. Uh, just because I think it would kind of create a legacy that we could hold on to, especially if we're going to be. And I think when you're, when you're trying to create a big rivalry in any region in the Southeast or Mm -hmm. in in the U S I mean, look at, look at uh, Montana, Montana state battle for uh, brawl of the wild. Mm -hmm. Look at uh, South Dakota state. Uh, North Dakota State. Yeah. Dakota, battle for the Dakota. Battle for the Dakota marker. Yeah, and I uh, think that's and then and then there's another one happening this week. Um, same Houston State and Stephen F. Austin. Battle <laughs> for the Piney Woods. Like, if you're wanting a rivalry to be well known at the FCS level, and even eventually, if this conference moves up to the FBS level. You need a name that's going to catch everybody's eye. And in my opinion, Battle for the Border, uh, there's other, co- there's other uh, rivalries that are called that. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is nothing called Battle for the Silver Chief. And it's going, to add, it's going to raise the questions from other people, well, why is it called that? Mm-hmm. And, and there's that- a simple explanation for it. 
Yeah, and then it brings people closer to JSU, to KSU, um, which means more people will look into those schools. So I think I think that's a really good thought. Uh, JSU, Kennesaw State, if you're listening to this, um, we're, 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 we're copywriting it. Um, so if you want to talk to us about it, um, let, let's let's talk. Um, so just just going ahead and doing the no, whole. No, if anybody thing. needs to copyright it, it's Nathan McCreary because he's yes. the one that came up with it. Yes. So Nathan, please uh, give give credit to Nathan. Um, but we're we're just advocates. We're just pushing for it. Um, but we'd love to see JSU and KSU actually like move on that. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And I think I think it's going to be a good game overall. Now, as the ending goes, well, just depends on if JSU can bounce back. But I think I think that's all we have today, Brandon. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, again, guys, we just want to thank you all for listening. And of course, if you haven't already followed us on all of our social media pages, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Facebook, just remember that it's at cocky nation. And if you're looking on Facebook, it's cocky nation, a JSU podcast. And of course, as we continue to do this, we also want to push and advocate for all of our other FCS fan nation podcasts that are out there, whether it be from KSU, uh, JSU, FCS nation altogether, please go listen to them because they all have really good insights, especially if you're somebody that's interested in the ASUN as somebody like Brandon, who is a part of that ASUN podcast. So please go listen to them, be a part of the FCS fan nation because we can only grow from here. Yeah, and like I said, um, and I've said every week, be on the lookout for collaborations. I mean, there's going to be one this week. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in contact with somebody from Stephen F. Austin who just started a WAC podcast, uh, a Western (laughs) Athletic Conference. Uh, So he's thinking about having a collaboration for the Stephen F. Austin JSU game. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a... There's a few people from Sam Houston that would like to collab, but we haven't talked any further on it. Um, so, yeah, um, just be on the lookout for future collaborations and be on the lookout for that AQ7 uh, podcast to be released this week. Yeah. And so, again, we want to thank you guys. And remember, go Gamecocks. And...